Hello and welcome to the December episode of Biff Pal Bam. I'm kind of your host tonight, uh, Paul. As always, I'm actually not going to be on most of this episode. I'm I'm poorly at the moment. Got a touch of man flu, um, but I am going to leave you in the capable hands of, firstly, Craig Lucas. Hi. I might also be um, dodging off on this episode because I'm having an anal probe tomorrow. So I'm drinking the uh, medication that will clean me pipes out. So um, Paul might be vomiting in one end and I would be shatting for a podcast first. Thank you. Secondly, as our kind of secondary host for the evening, uh, Tony Bofton. I'm here all week. You might not be if I shit on you. <laughs> and as you can hear, our, our main host tonight will be Josh Riley. Hello, first time for everything. So I'm going to leave you in the capable hands. We're going to be looking at um, comic book video games this evening, and, and Josh is going to lead that, that conversation. I will be back at the end of the episode as we've got a little segment at the end that we're all going to participate in. Um, so I'll be back then, and I'll leave you in Josh's hands for now. Hasta la vista, Arnie. So, um, yeah, this episode was kind of a little thing that me and Tony have been wanting to do for a while. It's um, been a thing we've wanted to do since the new Spider-Man game came out. And we wanted to originally review the Spider-Man game, but then we thought, no, hang on, we're doing this big reboot. Why don't we just go alpha leather and talk about superior games in general so yeah that's the basic premise of what we want to do tonight so anyone want to start off with their favourite um, superhero game any console any era well I guess the one you mentioned would be one of mine I had an absolute blast playing Spider-Man just just swinging around the city in the first couple of hours was an amazing experience um, and it had a really good story as well, so it completely suckered me in. I think Not that's... enough for me to keep it, though, whilst I, to play the deal. I've traded it in. But... Oh, no. I've, I've, I've decided I'm getting all the DLCs in one go on Christmas Day. I'm, ju- I'm just saving a full-on um, like 15 or so quid just to get the season pass and just get them I'll all. I'll be honest, I'm in a tight bastard and hoping that it'll be a free game at some point with all the add-ons. <laughs> oh, I like the Doom Plus. with the new Batman game. Because I've got PS Plus, so... Oh, fair There enough. we go. Uh, yeah, and but... actually, yeah, uh, talking of Batman, that's probably a good link as well. Uh, the first couple of Arkham games were two of my favourites as well. Absolute last playing those. The first, the first two were just hands down the best for me. Uh, yeah. the, the second one in particular, it's it's a thing with sequels. It's so hard to do a sequel that's better than the original, but they absolutely mm. nailed it with Arkham City. Yeah. Did you play the um the prequel Origins? Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, I'll yeah. be honest, it's not a cop at all on um the the other three. I, I mm. will include Arkham Knight in that, and I'll be honest. Arkham Knight is not one of my favourites. I'll probably get slow. Well, that, but it's again, not. there's a story that I never finished it. You didn't um, finish it? Yeah, because the boss battles in the Batmobile just did my head in. Yeah, true. They are just like kind of rinse, repeat kind yeah. of thing. It just, it was, it annoyed me a bit. They, they decided they were going to use the Batmobile and then obviously couldn't find a way to use it properly. Yeah. Well, t- I think, that's a kind of linking for me with one of the problems I had with Spider-Man on the PS4. I oh, thought right. the boss battles on that were really repetitive. Mm. Because uh, take, take, for example, when you are taking down Mr. Negative for the last time, the very last time, just before, spoiler alert, Doc Ock comes in and, like, oh, yeah. thrashes you all over the place. Um, you're basically just swinging constantly in a circle for about, 30 seconds and then every time he throws something at you just get hold of it with a web and just whack it back at him for like mm. four goes next minute he's down on the floor triangle web strike hit him a couple of times repeat it's it i just thought it was so annoying the only thing that kept me going with it was i thought doc ock's still gonna come here i may as well just wait for it <laughs> that's what i, I wait for 
I was did enjoy the setting for those of setting them in a sort of in Peter's mind, effectively. Oh yeah, because I thought that's um, where he went quite well with um, the Scorpion boss battle. You know, when he's got to get the antidote. Mm. I thought that was really good, even though that was slightly repetitive. I quite enjoyed the fact that you'd actually get in pieces of a puzzle to get an antidote for yourself, so that obviously you can save the city. What, right, I'm going to butt in here, right? (laughs) It is. It's not like me to do that. But what is your very first ever game, superhero game? Mine, 1989, Batman, ocean video game uh, on the Amiga. Wow. It was the it was the adaptation of the movie. Yeah. That, oh yeah. That, that had just come out, and it was a side scroller, but it also had a, a racing car element. Yeah. Where where you were dri- driving forward, and it also had the bat. Um, is is bat airplane? Oh yeah, the bat. Oh, the bat plane, yeah. Yeah, so you were flying 3D at that point. It was an absolutely groundbreaking game. So <laughs> I, I guess you two weren't born then. Do you know what? <laughs> I actually have played that game. Oh, have you? Yeah. I went to... Where did I go? This is this is donkey's years ago. Well, for me anyway. But it was when... You know, Craig knows what my family like for going to South Wales for summer holidays. But... We went to Pembroke one day and we just walked the length and breadth of the place and eventually I found an arcade, a proper, like, it. I think it actually had, I could be wrong, I'm pretty sure it had that really old X-Men arcade game that was like, you could have four people playing as different X-Men. No way. Wow. I'm pretty sure it had that, but I could be wrong. But it, it had that in there, the 89 one. It was on an arcade rather than like a proper console. It was on an arcade machine. There was even like puzzle, um, some pu- puzzle elements where you had to yeah. um, mix the chemicals together to save everybody from the Joker's um, beauty products. Beauty products, yeah. So that was mine. Anyway, um, what what were your boys? Oh, well, do you know I can't take this because I'm gonna, just going to stun everyone when I say this. <laughs> Actually, I'll be honest, I can't read because I dipped in and out of gaming over the years of various consoles. I mean, I went back to the days of like the Vic Twenty and the ZX Spectrum, so I can't really remember a lot on there of that ilk. If it properly, it may not have been till Arkham on the PS3 because I can't recall me playing anything on PS2 that may have been. I I may have. I think I might have played one of the Spider-Man games back in the, a few years back. If you if you didn't play Spider-Man on either the PS1 or PS2, you didn't live, I tell you. I think I played it on PS2. I, I think I might have been one I rented from Blockbuster. Oh, Blockbuster. They were the days. Yeah. Days, so, yeah. I, I remember playing a Web Slinger game before. So it may have been that one of those ones on the PS2, I think. Right, well, mine, uh, mine was a mashup. Okay, and I'll explain why. Because the first console I ever got was a PS2. The first game I ever had for that PS2 was Spider-Man 2. Ah. So, but... As I was in the middle of playing Spider-Man 2, my dad's best friend lent me his PS1. And with that came the very first 3D Spider-Man game. Oh, where, wow. Where Venom is the main villain... Um, basically got to stop a symbiote taking over the the city, whatever. And I basically, I actually dropped Spider-Man 2 to play that. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I thought, I, I actually enjoyed the actual look of it rather than, like, the game. Because, the, I'll be honest, the, I know it was the, what, what year was it? The early 2000s, I think it was. That, even though for its time that game was quite cutting edge, I thought, this is just cool. And then I went back to Spider-Man 2 and I had my mind blown even more because swing mechanics advanced and like there was more the tie-in of the movie and what they actually wanted to do in the game, like the Mysterio storyline, the Black Cat stuff, that all actually tied in perfectly. Mm. So I, I enjoyed the story more of Spider-Man 2, the movie game, 
Whereas I enjoyed the gameplay of the Spider-Man 2000 because it was really, really comic booky. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. But I, th- I, I think where I then advanced to the best of both worlds was... Does anyone remember Ultimate Spider-Man? Uh, the cartoon or the game? Kind of both. Okay, is was it? Is that what it was based on? Well, the game was based off the comics. Right. But just as a shout out, that that cartoon is absolutely amazing. <laughs> I, I, I grew up on that cartoon. But yeah, the the Ultimate Spider-Man PS2 game was. Who just, was the villain in that? Uh, technically, it was Venom and Carnage. Oh wow. Yeah, Carnage has a complete retcon of a an origin story, but it is so good. Like it's mm. one of the really good retcon origins. I might stick have a look on YouTube just to find some of the cutscene videos or something. Oh, yeah. YouTube's very good for those, actually. So, I find. I I just love going on and getting like the what do they call them? The game movies, and it's just all the cutscenes put put together. Really. Oh good. yeah, yeah. But I tell you right now. The one level I could never ever get past took me years, not years, that's a bit of an exaggeration, took me a long time, let's say, to get past was the Green Goblin um, boss battle. Because the Green Goblin in that game is way more hencher than anything you've ever seen. <laughs> oh god, he's built like a brick shit house. Yeah. So what was it about him that he struggled with? What, the, the boss battle? Yeah. Well, mainly it was, um, it's actually something I quite enjoyed, like the idea of it, but it was actually doing it. It was a bit of a, bu- a bugbear kind of thing. What it was, as you were going through, um, like the boss battle itself, you'd obviously have, to, obviously have to stop and fight the villain, but then also, say in the example of Green Goblin, you'd start throwing like fireballs and whatever, and it'd hit random things in the street or whatever it was you were fighting and it would cause things to like explode and then civilians would be in danger so you'd then have to go and rescue the civilian uh, as he's trying to fight you and you're like oh yeah. my god I cannot juggle this <laughs> really annoying I find I find that with boss battles generally the ones where you've got to do two things yeah. are the ones that do my head in <laughs> oh. so I'm um... Very much when it comes to boss battles, I always like the ones where I've got a bit of cover. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell, tell you one game that you could never ever find decent cover for, superhero game-wise. It was um, the original Spider-Man game, but not not like 2000s Spider-Man. The original movie game. With like Tobey Maguire and um, mm. Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin. When... Which one was? I think it was the warehouse mission when you're trying to find Uncle Ben's killer, trying trying to get into cover to take all the fellas down stealthy. Never ever wait. It's best to just go in and kick the shit out of them. <laughs> is is that the Spider-Man One game? Yeah. That was Tony Hawk's. Yeah, yeah. Raiders rocking all shit these days. That game. Yeah, you see, I had a pirate version of it. <laughs> Naughty boy. Exactly, and it was one of them where you could get five games for for twenty quid. Yeah. So you would just try it for two minutes. <laughs> it it ruined the PlayStation One for me because I used to buy a game, complete it, and trade it in, and buy another game, complete it, trade it in. But then when you could just pirate stuff, you tried it and just threw it to the side, never played it again. Yeah. Hmm. It's, so, it's, I never got a chance to really get into that. Well, I tell you, I tell you one thing you definitely like about that, Craig. And I will get if you ever find it or you get a PS2 just offhand and you get that game. If you complete the whole game on the hardest difficulty and then put a cheat code in, it that cheat code gives you the opportunity to play the story completely new, same levels and stuff. The only thing that changes is the storyline. Because you end up playing as Harry Osborn in the Green Goblin suit, finding out about oh, how his wow. dad died. Yeah. Oh wow, that'd be good. Yeah. I did did you did you do that? Yeah. Wow. But the, the stupid thing is, when it gets to 
See, the thing about that game, it changes the fight from the um, the derelict building at the very end. It changes it from the derelict building to the, just the fight on the um, Queensborough Bridge. And at the end of it, obviously, Norman takes the helmet off and, oh, oh my God, it's Norman. Go away. Never heard that before. But um, it when he takes the mask off in the game, it's just some random fella's head. And he's got this, like... Ben Affleck's Batman voice modulator changer thing going on <laughs> for some god knows why reason. It's so strange, but the actual story of that is really good. What did you think of the treatment of Osborne in the recent game? I loved it. I was great. It was really I, clever making him mayor. Very Trump-esque, though. Because mm. he's basically a tit. <laughs> <laughs> Except he's got a little bit of business now about him. Yeah, and it was interesting that they, they kind of made him part of the story as well through his yeah. job, I thought, yeah. as well. Not just as a periphery character. I loved, I actually loved the fact of how they tied Norman and Otto Octavius together. Mm. I loved that. I loved the fact that um, is it Otto goes into great detail and says, in college they used to call us the O's. We put Corp at, at the end of it. That's how you get <laughs> Oscorp. And I was like, yeah. oh shit, yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. it. It just added that little bit more of like, oh Norman, you bastard, when he shuts <laughs> it down. And then he becomes Doc Ock and tries to get revenge. It, yeah. It's what I, th- I think the way they might go about it in a sequel with him either becoming the Goblin or Harry might become Venom or whatever they, they choose to do. I think it would mm. be fantastic no matter what. Yeah. What what Craig, what you'd like about this is that it very much plays out like like a twelve, fifteen hour movie, doesn't it, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. And it's even got credit scenes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's even got a cameo from somebody as well. Oh, oh not Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe rest in peace. Yeah. This is the, yeah. the the first time we've had a chance to honour them, really. Yeah. Um can I just say that is actually my favourite cameo he's ever done now? Yes, it because was. I've got that immortalised for me to replay forever. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just the fact that he physically speaks to MJ rather than Peter because he's spoken to Peter in the past in Spider-Man Three, the Raimi mm. film. He spoke directly to Peter. Yeah. And basically said, "You're actually a good guy. Don't worry about what other people think." And then in this one, he's basically saying to MJ, you two should be together. And it's basically yeah. like, because I put you together. Because mm. I really didn't expect him to be in it. I and when did. he appears, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought to myself, it's a video game. He kind of limits himself to TV and film. But you know what? Yeah. Good on you, lad. Good on you. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, but it did. It it, it felt almost like in, at times like a Netflix series in terms of the way the story played out. Oh yeah, it's a very long, epic story, wasn't it? Let's be honest though, when it does those quite, it does a couple of time jumps, quite not drastic, but quite obvious length of time has gone by kind of time jumps. Mm. And let's be honest, you could pause the game there, go away for yeah. about maybe forty eight hours, come back. And it's like a brand new episode, as you say, of a Netflix yeah. series. Yeah. It's just so well thought out. I suppose yeah. we should chat a little bit about, about the, the man from DC as well at this point. And, and well, I think we just touched on him a bit, the, the Arkham games and how those played out. Yeah. Um, and I say for me, again, again for me as, as a solo player, the story is everything Mm. as an extra and again the, those first two games are some fantastic storylines and there's one moment in particular in the first game when we see him as young Bruce there's a cu- there's a couple of times you play as young Bruce really well I, the one the one I'm thinking of specifically there's an there's a there's a moment where he's walking down a hallway oh in Arkham Asylum yeah yeah, yeah. and the emotion level in that sequence of a, of a game was fantastic. Well, what I particularly loved about it is the fact that they actually drew on Batman Begins. Mm. You can hear in the background Jim Gordon saying to young Bruce, it's all right, lad. Yeah, 
take me coat and he put <laughs> well, you don't obviously see him put the coat on him but you're like ah I understood that reference mm. I, re- I really yeah. I really enjoyed that but when you think about it Arkham have do- what Arkham did was revolutionise combat for video games in general because when you think about yeah. it every like the world and his wife have now now taken that combat system and either made it their own or just out now copied it Assassin's yeah. Creed. They did it, but technically they kind of did it first because Assassin's Creed One pretty much did what Arkham did first because that I think their first game was 2011. Could be wrong. Mm, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, and the the I think the first Arkham game actually came out after it. I think so. Technically, I think they did it first, but then Assassin's Creed Two comes out. And they think, oh, let's look at what Rocksteady did. Mm. Wow, that's yeah. brilliant. We'll adopt that. And then yeah. now, obviously, Spider-Man's done it, and I'm trying to think of loads of other games that have done it, but it's it is ridiculous the amount that it's yeah. But but you know what? Kudos to them because they have got that accolade of saying yeah. we technically did that first. Mm. And the first couple of times you get to use detective mode was an amazing. I thought brilliant. It's, it's, it's seems... the little touches that count, especially with a character like Batman. Yeah. Especially. And it's so satisfying to sort of do that glide down a fl- down towards the bottom of a flight of stairs and take somebody out and then shoot yeah. back up to the to the oh. rafters without being seen. Because I, I think what what they d- looked at and thought this is the essence of Batman. It's those three sub level challenges that you always get in an Arkham game now. It's Predator, Detective, and Combat. Mm. Predator is his stealth takedown because he's Batman. He's supposed to be scary. That's the 1989 yeah. feel that you get. The Detective yeah. is practically what you get in Batman the Animated Series because everyone loves that. It's And the Arkham games rip straight from it. And then Combat, because let's be honest, he's Batman. He kicks, it, kicks the shit out of people. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Craig would really enjoy those that set of games. Actually, as, as a big DC fan, yeah, I would love to have the time, um, yeah, to sit down and and play some of these games, especially Batman. Um, did you ever play the the online DC game? I think it was on. Yes. Was it on yeah. Did you lose yourself in it? Was it just a swizz? Um, what you know? Well, what it was for me, I saw that cinematic trailer when it very first came out. The one that like Superman's at evil. He's been soaking in the sun for about six months, and he's, <laughs> he's near about. He's got like the best tan going, and also he's like a nearly the peak of his powers kind of thing. And then he just comes down to earth, and I think it's Black Adam. He just basically does what he does in Injustice to Shazam. He just laser visions him right through the head. And you're like, holy shit. And I watched that and I thought, this is going to be absolutely amazing. Went to download it. My computer at the time wouldn't take it. I had a really old shit one. And then, I'll be honest, I completely forgot about it. And then this announcement came out that it was coming to the Xbox One PS4. Oh, yeah. I, I lost my shit. Yeah, I must admit, I've never played it. I mean, the only one I've played online is a bit the Star Trek one, but it did yeah. sound interesting. Um, it's got a fairly decent storyline. It's just, it takes so long to get through. Yeah. So hard to get through. And, of course, you, you just mentioned it briefly. I suppose the other big one that springs to mind is the Injustice franchise. Oh, do, do you know what? Mortal Kombat versus DC was okay. It's not brilliant, but Injustice, like just perfected it I mean, confession time I need to go back and finish the first one I'm about oh. two thirds of the way through it <laughs> so I've not played the second one at any point yet so well the thing is Injustice 1 came out and me and my friends just went apeshit for it to be fair we had that kind of thing where we all got it on the day it came out played it for six months non-stop and then just like forgot about it <laughs> and, we'd, and we would only go back to it if we all like toddled off to someone's house and like yeah. up staying for six, like twelve hours, something like that, yeah. or end up staying over, and we'd have like a game marathon. 
and we'd all just like trying yeah. to kick the shit out of each other on it. But Injustice 2 came out and it said you could have your own personal individual versions of the characters that they had available. And, nice. And we ended, I think we ended up spending a good eight months doing like the league system, um, the multiverse, the actual story, versing each other online, versing each other, sat next to each other. It's, oh, it was brilliant. Honestly, I'd highly recommend Injustice 2 if you are going like mm. fresh at it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, it's a genre I'm not a big fan of, the fighting games, but it's just the fact that it is in that world. Yeah. Sort of draws you, a, a casual player like me, towards it a bit more. Well, that, that's the thing. I'm on the same page as you there. I mean, I don't go out and buy Mortal Kombat. I don't, I never played Street Fighter, things like that. Mm. But, I mean, I'd have a go with them if someone brought them to me and said, yeah, I'll yeah. try this. I'd have a go. But, what it was, I mean, this could have changed for all I know because I don't play Mortal Kombat, but I never really thought Mortal Kombat had the proper storyline to it. Mm. And I, I could be wrong, but as I say, I've ne- I never really played it. But it's the fact that Injustice had a story going through it, and as you progress through the story, fights would come along that you would have to complete to get to the next part. And I wanted to know how the story ended, yeah. so I would do the fights. That's what drew me in. Talking the story, have you, as an aside, have you read the comic or not? No, no, I do want to read the comic though. It's just I've so much shit on like reading. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I swear yeah. to God, don't take a law degree. Honest <laughs> to God, it will stop you dead in your tracks for comic book reading. <laughs> I'll bet. Yeah. Well, we see, Craig. We're going to be all right now for the podcast lawyer eventually. <laughs> <laughs> you will be sound. Don't worry about it. Has he gone? Has he gone to sleep? No, I think he's gone for the shit. <laughs> Hang on, let's message him. This is what is we do, there? by the way, everyone. If you if you just like want to know what goes on behind the scenes, if we can't get into someone, we just um, toddle off onto Chrome. We, we we fall back on other tech. Yeah, yeah. We open up Facebook on Chrome and say, "Hi, Craig. As I am currently typing this, you are not in the chat. Where are you, mate? Is your bum hole okay?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, yeah, but no. So, I think just generally, I think it, they are fun games to play. Yeah. The the only one, I suppose, the other one that springs to mind, I haven't touched on really. I don't know whether you've played them or not. Is the Lego franchise games? Oh, do you know what? I swear to God, the, practically the only Lego games I buy these days when they come out are the the DC superhero ones or the Marvel ones. Am I right thinking those are the only ones to date where they speak? No, they've spoken... Because um... they didn't used to speak in any of the Lego games, did they? Yeah. But then all of a sudden... It was... What did they do? Or was it the Lord of the Rings that might have started well, it? Well, that's, that's, th- that's the tie-in. What they were trying to do was they wanted to make Lego Lord of the Rings, but they wanted to basically take the audio from the films and just, like, shove it on top. Mm. So what they said what they did was they said right let's make lego batman 2 and we'll have all the lego characters be able to speak we'll have proper dialogue for them and everything and if it goes down well we'll make lego lord of the rings with the speech so yeah obviously lego batman 2 for me is a fantastic lego game because it's the first proper open world game for lego and <laughs> i just loved it so much and just as a little side note, I'm a massive Superman fan, just in general. And the fact that you could fly around Gotham as Superman while the Christopher Reeve theme tune was playing, the first time I heard that, I whipped oh, wow. a little bit because it was just so beautiful. And then back to what we were talking about. So that's how they basically wanted to do Lego Lord of the Rings. So they made Lego Batman 2. And basically Lego Batman 2 is an absolute riot to play. It's so good. Oh, interesting. Are you going to get yeah. um, the new Lego DC Supervillains game, Tony? Uh, well, I'll be honest, I struggle to play them a bit. I get a little bit bored of the Lego games. I can understand the market for them. Yeah. But I get a little bit bored with them after a while, so I probably won't dip into that one. Well, the, the only reason I still buy them is because I am a completionist. Mm. I ha- like, And I find the easiest games for me to... 
just as a side note to our <laughs> listeners, uh, Craig has decided to post in our little uh, <laughs> that he is currently pooing in form. Um, just well, was... a little update for you guys there. Um, we'd let you yeah. in. This, we are real like people after to, all. Uh, I I'm enjoying listening to this, uh, and I'd like a smoothie if that's okay with him. Oh dear, oh dear. So unprofessional. <laughs> it's not really. We're breaking the fourth wall, and to be honest, the league is dead well, in our little. It's funny you, sh- funny you should mention that because that moves me on to another game. Oh, here we go. One that I didn't actually play after I read a lot of the reviews, oh. and that, of course, is Deadpool. Oh, don't, don't, don't even talk to me about that game. <laughs> Did you play it? No, I didn't even have to. I watched um, a YouTube channel's like playthrough of it, and I was like, I couldn't even get through the first episode of his gameplay. I, I, just... I thought it was inventive. A, having Nolan North in there, and B, also I gathered I did catch you a bit. There's one scene where he rings Nolan North. Yeah, he rings himself. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was very clever, and that is very, very Deadpool. Yeah, it is, but the game itself is just, it's just, why, 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 to be honest, I think if they'd have, it's the fact that they released that game to try and redeem the character of Deadpool from X-Men Origins, mm. that basically, I mean, it, it didn't make it worse, I mean, you can't get worse than X-Men Origins Wolverine, but it didn't help it, I'll say that, that's... Yeah. That's basically it. Actually, tell you what, speaking of really bad uh, games where the character was eventually played by Ryan Reynolds, did you ever play that absolutely goddamn awful shitstorm that was the Green Lantern Rise of the Manhunters? <laughs> no, but I went. I saw the film that was the shitstorm that was the film. That was enough. <laughs> I mean, you can't see me right now, but the I could just genuinely kill myself like thinking about that game. It's <laughs> uh, it was ridiculous. Mm. I mean, if you have a shit film, why the fuck would you try and capitalise on it with a, a game? Mm. I mean, it's, it would be like the second Ghost Rider film getting a game. Yeah. Why? Uh, well, quite. I, I, in a similar vein, it wasn't particularly well received, was the Captain America game. The first one? Yeah. Do you know what? I didn't mind it. Yeah, but around the time the first Avenger came out, wasn't it? I think it was just yeah. after. Yeah, it, it was it a tie-in or was it just like? I think it was one of these just when it was released kind of tie-in. I think it wasn't I specifically. Know. I don't believe. Because right. I I did play a little bit of it. Um, I, th- I think I played the demo to be honest, not the proper game. But yeah, I I didn't mind it, but I thought to myself, I'd probably get this if it was a free game. But I'm yeah. I wouldn't physically go out of my way to go and look for it to buy it. Because no. I, I, I went out my way to find, what was the game? Superman Returns. Oh, wow. Yeah, I went out my way to find that on the Xbox 360 when I was a lot older, actually, because I had it on the PlayStation 2 from when I was about eight, something like that. And the free roam element really sort of piqued my interest. It wasn't so much the story and the combat or whatever. I it was it was basically the fact. Oh my god, I can actually defy gravity, and I've got all <laughs> these superpowers and stuff. Yeah. So I, I wanted to get I wanted to get it again, to see if yeah. the graphics were any better. Anyway, um, I I was going to say I suppose there is a sad part of this discussion in terms of. Uh, studios, etc. Because another studio that has released one or two comic book games was Telltale. Oh yeah. In in fact, I've got two of the. uh, There's the Guardians of the Galaxy recently. They did, and also the Batman game. Well, do you know what? I played the Batman ones, and do you know what? I bloody love them. I defend those Batman Telltale games till the day I die. Mm. I loved them. Yeah, because you know I, what? I played a little bit of the first one, and I, and I played the demo Guardians as well, which was interesting. Is is the Guardians one any good? Because I was thinking of getting it. Uh, the little bit I played was fun. It, it took some getting used to the fact that it wasn't the voice actors from the film. Yeah, true. <laughs> but but no, it's fair. It's, it's you know the Telltale format and the, and the style. It's very yeah. much in the style of the others. It's worth. 
I, I'd suggest playing the demo first. Yeah. I'll probably... I've got the demo chapter first, see what you think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a very sad state of affairs there because going sideways a little bit, of course, with, with comic book games is, of course, the Walking Dead franchise. Oh, yeah. Um, and I played the first game and it was fantastic. Um, and you play as this amazing character of, of, who melts your heart so many times during the game. Yeah. It's, just, and yes, yeah, a very sorry state of affairs with Telltale because they were just looking like they were dipping their toes into the superhero games a bit more. Yeah. Cause the, I think the Batman one for me was like, if they were to just stick to making Batman Telltale games and making it um, as fun and it's actually slightly Arkham-like because there is a real focus on the detective side of Batman's character. Mm. I really enjoyed that because, say for it, there was there was one particular crime scene in the vet in the very first part of the game that came out because they released them in five parts, and basically like a co- a couple of cops had been killed in a shootout with a gang, and basically there was something that didn't quite fit for Batman, and um, he decides to like right detective mode comes on. And he has like a little drone flying around and stuff. And you actually physically have to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And if you don't do it right, he actually tells you and says, no, that doesn't work. Let's try this again. And then you just keep trying all the different scenarios. And you basically come to your own conclusion rather than one that's predetermined, like what would be in the Arkham games. Mm. And I think as well, Telltale's format lends itself to a detective. Mm. Because there's also there's that the comic game they did uh, based on um, fables. Wolf Among Us. Yeah, which is very, oh, is very much a detective that. story as well. Yeah, that's what got got me into Telltale that game because my friend mm. friend got it and said you've got to try this game. So I tried it and I loved it because it's like Grim. Yeah, I really do that, think it's like Grim. And that game format lends itself to that sort of storytelling, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think if you can find the perfect developer for a, a perfect um, property, you've got like the best combination and possibly the best superhero game or superhero genre game ever. Case in point, yeah. Insomniac and Spider-Man. Rocks, uh, also Rocksteady and Batman. I, th- yeah. I think it's just you, you've got you have got to find the right kind of developer for the right character. To, I, for yeah. me, it's an essential part. So we're going to have to waffle here a minute and see if we can get the other two boys back on track now, just for our last bit of the segment. Yeah. Um, we'll have to try and talk for a little bit. Well, <laughs> tell, tell you what, then, if we want to waffle for a little bit. What, what do you want? What, what games have you put on your Christmas list, Tony? Uh, well, I kind of, because I don't buy me on, I mean, I'd say I've, I've gone outside of comic books and I've just started playing them. Um, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, which looks so sumptuous. Oh. And it's just incredible. I've only played a couple of hours and I'm in love with the game already. I'm, um, I'm, I'm refreshing me to... the first one at the minute. Uh, the first one was about a character called John Marston. You sort of take him off in three chapters across the West and uh, Mexico towards the end of the Wild West. Mm. And this one is a few years before that, but again, coming towards the end of the Wild West, which is interesting. They, they haven't set them right in the middle of cowboy times. Yeah. But more towards the end of that era, which I think is quite an interesting way to take it. Mm. Um, and beyond that, I'm looking, there's a zombie game out next year called Days Gone. Ooh. Like uh, on, the, on PlayStation, which they've sort of aired, they previewed it a couple of times over the last year or two, and it looks fantastic. Tell you what one I'm going after, and this is purely for nostalgia. This is going back to the days when I used to still play the PlayStation 1. I'm going after the Spyro Reignited trilogy. Oh, that looks <laughs> amazing, doesn't it? Because, <laughs> uh, do you know what? I actually dug out my personal copy that I've treasured for many, many years of Spyro 2 Ripto's Revenge, or Rage, whatever <laughs> it was called. And um, I'd... I really wanted to stick it into my PlayStation 2, but I can't find my PlayStation 1 memory card anyway. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure I know where it is. I've just got to go digging. So. Yeah. Well, I think the other two are back, so I think we could probably just spend a few minutes chatting about the other bit. Is what 
characters we'd like to see given a game or appear in a game. Let's start yeah. the shit there. Go on, Craig. Well, I have fond memories of lusting over Lara Croft. And I find all tits. Yeah, so <laughs> I would want a Wonder Woman game. Ooh. Ah, who interesting, would you get yeah. to make it though? Who would what? Who would you get to make it? Like, would you want them to go down the route of um, Insomniac's take on Spider Man or the sort of more dark and gritty Rocksteady with Rock. Batman or something completely different? Or something in the vein of the Telltale games we discussed. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I'd like to use the. I can't see past the Spider-Man game engine, whatever that's on. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. that looks absolutely groundbreaking. Mm. I want to play it, tell you. <laughs> well, she'd be a character, it'd be a game, I think would be very much in the vein, I don't know whether you remember this, the old Xena game. Oh. Which I played, I really enjoyed it at the time. I think it was on PS2. Xena? Bloody hell, that's a blast from the past. <laughs> So that sort of sword and sandals works in games, as we've seen with with God of War and things like that. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Yeah. What about you, Mr. Washington? Uh, I'm sitting here looking at my my shelf of of comic books, and and I think Watchmen would make a great game. Oh. Ooh. Um, Just because of how big it is, I think it would work very well as, as a chapter... Kind of story like the the Telltale games. Um, ah, interesting, yeah. Kind of having those those missions where you have to go off and, and solve certain things um, to move on to the next chapter, and I, I think that'd really work, especially the the amount of characters in it as well that are kind of off on their own. Um, I think it'd sell itself very well to that that chapter style of of gaming. Would you be interested mm. in it being an adaptation of? the actual comic book itself or something brand new no i i think the comic book version would work yeah certainly would, better than the film version did in that case, <laughs> then, yeah true in that case would you be interested in them sort of doing like as is famous with the telltale brand like it's a lot of choice based things so would you be interested in it being you can change things that happen in the comic book? So, like for instance, Rorschach doesn't die, or yeah, uh, I think I think that would it would certainly work. It, yeah, there's so much scope for that story as well that it because it was because of how big it was. I think there's certainly more stuff that you can add that you kind of get a, a touch on in the comics, but di- they don't really go in into detail in it. And I think there's a, there's a lot of scope to to do those those side stories that we didn't see. Mm, yeah. Does, does anyone ever read the? Uh, they had like spin-off comics of the Watchmen, didn't they? It was all like the individual characters and things. Mm. Yeah, I never read any of them. Apparently, they were really good. I, I do want to pick them off if I can, if I can get a chance. Mm. If I can get a break from uni anyway. I mean, I'm going to be greedy here because I've got two or three different ones. I mean, <laughs> obviously, we know that there is an Avengers game coming at some point in the, in the next couple of years, isn't there? We know of. I yeah. believe that one. Um, see you. Yeah, well, quite. But there's a couple here I thought, because kind of he's like the same character anyway, but a rock steady arrow game. Oh. Would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, in a similar vein, an insomnia daredevil game. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Well, to be yeah, fair, imagine- hinted that a little bit with um, one of the Easter eggs in the backpacks. Do you remember, Tony? Mmm. There's a, there's a, a card, a business card for Nelson and Murdoch, and he basically. That's right, yes, yes, there is a mules. And you find the office on the. Yeah. Yeah. Wandering round you, it's one of the hidden things, isn't it? I think the office. Yeah, Yeah, I've, I've I've collected all of them. I want it, I have a sudden. Yeah, I did as well. Um, It was such a joy getting the platinum on that game, only my second ever platinum. (laughs) My first. Woo woo. Um, and the other one would be an interesting sort of mashup. Um, very much in a, I don't know what, what kind of format it would be, but something that would bring Ghost Rider and Blade together. A Marvel Knights game would, would be very nice. Yes, there you go, that's it, yes. Yeah, Chuck Punisher in there as well. Yeah. What about an, um, uh, a Thunderbolts game? 
if you had the right mix of characters, though. I think you, you need to expand on that one a bit for us. Um, Thunderbolts was basically um, Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad. Ah. Except pretty much without the bombs in the back of their necks. <laughs> so, but it, yeah, it, I, I think that would work quite well because I think it would go along the route of... Um, does anyone remember Ultimate Alliance? Yes. Yeah, I think it would go quite well along that kind of route. Um, for, I think my one would be um, a an insomniac developed flash game because I think oh I, th- I think the traversal opportunities with the flash would be absolutely fantastic. You wouldn't they wouldn't be on the level of what they've done with Spider Man because Spider Man has the added ability of web swinging and everything, whereas the Flash is basically just pretty much running on the ground, running off walls, running across rooftops. But I think oh, they man. can do a really well adapted Flash storyline. Yeah, some sort of speed force element of the game would be amazing, yeah. wouldn't it? Might make you a bit sick though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely would be one my mum would be able to watch. She gets sick watching me play Skyrim. <laughs> Uh, uh, and so would you that would you would have that purely just on the sort of same format as Spider-Man presumably um, yeah because I think um, you know the way like Spider-Man had the gadget wheel I think they could do that with the different ways that he has his powers the, the Flash does like his um, he can rotate his arms and like lift enemies into the air and then he could like run up a wall and jump off the wall to like just smack them in the face and I think they could even bring some sort of a super move like they did for Injustice where he runs around the world a couple of times to build the speed up and then he has the infinite mass punch but I think that they could save that for the very end of the game with the ultimate boss battle and Mm. it's the big end and where he's like it's a big massive uppercut with the infinite mass punch I, I think that would be fantastic. They all sound absolutely wonderful. <laughs> Do you know what, lads? Should we just go go and be game designers? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've, we've got a mate whose son's training for that. We just start tapping him up and giving him some advice on games we Do want. It. Do it. <laughs> as, as Emperor Palpatine says, Do it. <laughs> Do it. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. So I think that wraps it up quite nicely, gents. Yeah, I think, yeah, we've touched a few bases there. It's been quite an interesting discussion. I touched cloth. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I think Craig touched a bit more than a base. And there's the tone completely. (laughs) (laughs) Just when we thought we couldn't lower it anymore. Let's take it, take it to a better tone. Yeah, let's take it to a better tone. We, at, at this point, obviously, this is our, our last episode of the year. Um, so, to our listeners that have, have stuck with us through the, the change that we've made over the last couple of months, thank you. Um, we'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and, of course, a Happy New Year. And we'll be back in the new year with some new topics and some, some changes. We're, obviously, we're, we're looking at a lot of different things. So, Never know what we're we're going to be talk about talking about now in the in the future. It could be could be anything comic book related. So so yeah, we'll we'll be back in the new year with something new for us all to talk about. Um, there's a lot to talk about coming up with with the Disney Disney side with the new streaming service. Um, obviously, there's new shows coming up on the the DC streaming service as well. Um, that we've not even touched on because they've not been shown here in the UK yet. Uh, Titans um, hasn't started here yet, so I'm sure that will come up in the new year once once it's finished in the states and Netflix gets the whole series um, next Just year. Just give us. Why can't we have DC? Why has it got to be? Why has it got to be like that? Why dynasty? They're not going international. <laughs> they're just keeping it in the US. So they've sold the rights to Titans to Netflix. Um, souls basically. So, and Netflix aren't allowed to show it until DC have shown the whole season. So, hopefully that will be early next year. So I'm sure we'll, we'll all be talking about that at some point. Yep. Um, and lots more to come from both of those and, and more comic book shows across the world and, and a few books. conventions as well. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Lots to talk about in the new year. So thank you again for joining us. 
sorry I'm I'm sick and wasn't able to join in for the the bulk of the show, but uh, hopefully I'll be fighting fit for for next month. Um, so I want to thank you three as well for filling in for me today. No problem. No Enjoyed it. Um, Craig, hopefully you're feeling better. Yeah, tomorrow. hopefully you're feeling better <laughs> as well, mate. Yeah. Um, so thank you, everybody, and, and we'll be back in the new year. Cheers. All right. Bye. Bye. Good night. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Ooh.